Are you ready to bridge the gap in our current healthcare system and really help people that struggle with flexibility, mobility, and weakness? Hi, I'm Kim Narker, and welcome to Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast, a business owner successful startup podcast where I help you start, build, and grow your wellness business. Join me as I reveal real secrets to helping rehab professionals build a successful, proven wellness program that keeps their community away from reactive care. Hey guys, so welcome back to Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast. Today on this episode, I'm going to be talking about business boundaries for new business owners. And guys, I can't say enough about how important boundaries are in business. And especially when you're starting a new business out, a new business owner needs to make sure that they establish adequate boundaries around their business so that it can become successful. Now, let's start this podcast out with what is a boundary? And a boundary is actually an expectation, or you can call it a standard operating procedure. It's actually a guideline that the owner is going to put in place to provide care, to serve their clients, and still honor and have the energy at the end of the day for you to return home to your family. Now, I always go back to that why that we always have had to express why we have opened a business because most of us as healthcare providers, our common reason, number one, for opening a business is to make a change and to be able to help a client And even though that is a good reason to open business, that sets us up for failure as a business owner. So you can make sure that you give adequate care and a wonderful customer experience for your clients, but still instill boundaries in your business as guidelines to how you're going to take that customer in and what things you're going to tolerate and what things you're not going to tolerate in your business. Because I know you're saying that your why is to help a customer, but a business is a business. It needs to support you, and it needs to support your family, and it needs to work around what you as a person are able to provide to the community. Because the first thing you're going to do is burn out or get overwhelmed And you might have energy to do things for many years, but you get to a certain point where you hit walls and you know exactly what you don't want to work with. So in this episode today, I am going to talk about how to set up and establish those guidelines, those standard operating procedures in a new business so that you, a business owner, can gain profitability and have the business that you really love where you're caring for your clients and truly giving a better product or service than you did when you worked in the healthcare field in the rehab part of the healthcare field. So let's just dig right in here, guys. Okay. So the guidelines that will protect your energy and help you manage your client relationships and the client journey within your new practice is a boundary. 
Now, if you don't set these boundaries, you can easily become overwhelmed, burned out. And this is going to happen in business anyways. But if you follow these practices that we're going to talk about today in this podcast, it's going to set you up for success in your business so that you can build that business and be able to help as many customers as you personally can do. So setting boundaries, why you need to establish boundaries before seeing clients in a new business is very, very important. And it all comes down to trust and respect. Now, long-term business relationships are built on trust and they're built on respect. And that is a two-way street, guys. The client has to be able to trust and respect you as a clinician and a new business owner, but you also have to be able to hold them accountable and make sure that they are respecting you and your business and that your business is providing again for you and your family and not adding to a stress level that you can't take on right now. So your business needs to promote long-term growth and building trust and building respect for your new customers needs to be a priority. This laid back, I really am going to just be laid back and I'm not going to have any rules, is going to come back and bite you in the end. It seems like it's the right thing to do when you first start your business. We've all been there. I was there. But it's one of the biggest mistakes you can do as a new business owner. This actually leads to your customer disrespecting the business owner, and they're going to start canceling and doing things that are not going to help you be able to grow your practice. So here we go. Let's talk about the five business boundaries that new business owners need to establish. Number one, you need to establish appropriate business hours. Number two, you need to establish a firm cancellation and no-show policy. Number three, a refund policy. What are you going to do when someone asks for a refund? I know that's not on your radar right now, but you really need to establish that before you start seeing a client because you're going to have one and not know how to handle it. Terms and conditions. That's the, the contract between you and your consumer that they need to sign and understand prior to seeing you for care. And then you need to make sure you know the type of customer that you will not accept into your clinic. Those are the five things we're going to go over today really quickly. So establishing boundaries around these five things, these five most important things will really set you up for success in your business. And it's going to help you to gain respect from your customers, but it's also going to be able to show your customer that they can trust you and that you also respect what they're going through and that you're truly and authentically showing up and are here to help guide them through you know, healing or whatever your product or service is. And you're defining the expectations for their care so that they can meet or exceed the goals that you establish and they think of. So guys, this goes back to those expectations in physical therapy. We see it a lot of times. People say, well, I went to physical therapy and it didn't work. Well, we all know that as physical therapists and physical therapist assistants and rehab professionals, it's not that 
what we do doesn't work. It's that our system is based on a reactive care model. And because we have to see four to six people in an hour, we really can't give them the care that we want to be able to give them. So you choose to step out into a new business venture doing one-on-one care. Now establish these boundaries so that you can provide the care that you want to provide to your customer so that when they come in and they expect to be able to run a marathon and you help them run a marathon faster than they expected, you exceeded their expectations, they are going to refer refer more business to you. They're going to continually send people your way and you're going to be able to build a long-term relationship with clients that continue to come back and send their friends and family to you. So these top five business boundaries, let's break them down right now so that you can establish them and enforce them and implement them into your new business before you start seeing clients. Number one, business hours. I see it every time I have a new business owner. They establish their business hours and their business hours are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. This is one of the biggest mistakes that you can make, guys, and it's because it's unrealistic. I know in your mind, you're thinking, if I put all these hours out here, then it is going to gain, it's going to tell a customer that I work around their schedule. Guys, that's not what you need to do in business. A customer does not come to you and seek you out so that you work around their schedule. And it's impossible to do that anyways. There's no business out there that can actually do that. So you're setting yourself up for poor outcomes and you're also setting yourself up for this client disrespecting you and you're not going to be able to hold them accountable. So the best thing you can do is you can take your business and you can sit down and spend five minutes on this, guys. What is your business supposed to provide for you, the business owner? I know you want to help clients. I know you want to get customers better, okay? And that is what you're going to be able to do. But number one, what do you expect from your business? One, you're probably going to want a financial reason to start a business because you're putting your time and your money. And frankly, you're doing all of the risk because when you're an employee, there's no risk to you whatsoever. The business is making the risk. So now that risk is all on you. So business hours need to be established around what you as one person are going to be able to attain. So you need to look at your lifestyle. You need to learn and look at, you know, are you married with small children? Are you married and an empty nester? Are you a single mom and have young children? Are you a single mom and have older children and you're an empty nester? All of these things you need to take into consideration because your lifestyle is going to depict what your business hours need to be. Also, A lot of people are starting side hustles that are going into full-time hustles. So if you're already working eight to four, Monday through Thursday, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you're opening your business hours, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Guys, we're not animals and we're not machines. So if you're doing a side hustle and you're expecting that you're going to work 
all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and you're going to show up and work Monday through Thursday to your real job while you're making money. It's just, it's not a good setup for you or your family for you to start your new business with an expectation that you're going to kill yourself. Okay. So understand again why you started your business, that you want to help others, but understand that a business has to support the business owner and their families. And, and so you need to know what are those big things that you're doing? Is, is it financial reasons? Is it time freedom? What are those reasons behind it? And set those hours to fit in your lifestyle. So for example, let's say if you are a, an employee and you're currently working four days a week and you're looking at adding hours on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, maybe you should consider that Friday from 12 to 4, those are your business hours, meaning that's when you focus on learning about business, marketing, and sales. Because again, you've heard me say this many times before, if you don't have marketing and you don't have sales, you don't have a business. So you establish that time. So maybe you're going to see clients Friday from 9 to 1130. And 1130 to 12, you're going to decompress. You're going to eat lunch that is a healthy lunch. And then you're going to get into the business side of learning. And maybe you're an AM person and you need to flip that. You just really need to look at your lifestyle. And then Saturday and Sunday, guys, if you're working five days straight, there needs to be downtime with your family. You can't jump into a business venture and expect your family to stay on the outside because that's not going to be realistic. So establish days that are going to be family days and don't take clients or calls on those days. Now, Saturday, it may be that you work from one to six on Saturday and in the morning you do something business-wise or you can flip that, but go ahead and establish those hours and in those hours put business, marketing and sales time and it's going to be more than you think you need. So at least 10 hours a week to learn business, to learn marketing and to learn sales so that you can incorporate that into your business better. So those are some great tips on setting your business hours. Another thing you need to know as a new business owner, having a large range of business hours helps a customer, I mean, causes a customer to think, well, they're not busy, so I can show up at any time. Or I don't necessarily have to book an appointment today because, you know, Sarah's wide open all the time. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying here? Accountability and people pay money for accountability. If you've got business hours, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week, they see your schedule is wide open. They're not going to see that they need to create urgency in getting in to see you. And if they don't have urgency to get in to see you, they're also not going to be able to follow your program correctly because they're not going to see that it's important to follow a program if you're laid back and not structured. And guys, if you don't have a program that is going to walk a customer from point A to point C, this is where they walk in the door with their problem and C is where you want them to be, then that is purposeful and you hold them accountable, you're going to have poor outcomes that are all over the place. And the problem with that is you're going to have clients then, they're going to not be successful, they're going to go tell their best friend, 
Their best friend's going to tell their best friend. That's going to reach out to 10 people. Those 10 people are going to tell others. And guys, that's not a way to start your business. So set and establish business hours to be able to make sure you have hours for marketing sales and other business things, but also establish hours that are firm. So 7 a.m. to 12 on Monday, you know, 2 to 5 on Tuesday. Build those people in so that you can fill in those slots and you look busy when customers are there and then close the door to do business stuff so that you're not being constantly interrupted and you don't have a 7 a.m., a 9 a.m., a 12 p.m. And now you're stuck in the office all day long for three clients. You're going to find this is going to help you make the best profit and give you time at home for a good work-life balance. Now, number two thing that you need to establish a boundary in in your clinic is a cancellation and no-show policy. And you need to understand, you know, what is a cancellation considered? What is a reschedule considered? And what is a no-show? And what does that mean? If someone cancels, what does that mean? And what are you going to do if they cancel? If you held this slot, Let's just give you an example here, guys. Let's say you're a mobile clinic and you just drove 15 miles and there was a note on the door and the note said, oh, sorry, forgot that I had to go to the grocery store today. I have a big party tonight. You drove 15 miles. You paid gas. You put your time into going here. You took time out of your busy day. You don't get paid for any of that. Okay. Get people to respect you up front by establishing a cancellation policy. And you need a a cancellation policy for someone who cancels within a 24-hour window. We call that a same-day cancellation. Need to establish policy on what a cancellation is outside that 24-hour window. We we call that get those people rescheduled. And then what's going to happen when a person actually you show up for their appointment or they come to your facility, they don't show up for their appointment and you have a brick and mortar. What's going to happen to them then? So make sure you establish a cancellation no-show policy and you implement it and stick to it. Now, the third thing that you need to draw boundary in your clinic with and establish upfront is a refund policy. Now, a refund policy, you're going to think nobody's going to ask for a refund from me, but let me tell you, you get those people, they pay you and they come in for their first visit. And they did great and you don't see signs of anything different, but all of a sudden, because they're busy, they're asking for a refund. My refund policy is no refunds, no exceptions. People pay for my programs and they prepay. And if they do not give me a 24-hour notice and they cancel same day, they actually forfeit that visit. And I know your head's spinning right now. Well, I'll never do anything so severe and that's fine, but I had to do that because we had a full schedule and people would call and cancel. And then when I noticed my outcomes were decreasing because they didn't feel like it was urgent to get in and we were not teaching them the urgency behind getting in and holding them accountable. Again, people pay money to be held accountable. Remember that. Go ahead and establish a refund policy. Yours does not have to be the same as mine, but you need to know, you know, are you going to be giving someone a refund if this, then this, 
what does that look like? And you need to draw that and establish that so that you can create what I call a contract that you're going to have with your new client. And at our clinic, we have terms and conditions. And in our terms and conditions, that they get this paperwork when they, before they are seen by one of our stretch mobility coaches. So their terms and conditions includes our cancellation policy, and it draws that out. It includes our refund policy. It draws that out. It includes, you know, our liability waiver, tells them, you know, none of our employees, agents, contractors, blah, 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 um, can be held liable if you're hurt. All of those things are drawn out in a terms and conditions, and that is signed along with new patient paperwork. Now, new patient paperwork, you just want to know what do you need to know as a clinician on the wellness side to set you up for success for your program. So what information are you, you're not going to take a physical therapy intake and, and ask physical therapy questions. You're going for wellness. You're actually going to need a new patient intake or a new client intake that is going to relate to the service that you're providing. And those questions should be, you know, what do you need to know about your clients to make sure you're set up for success to be able to get them in the facility, test them, do your program, and then close a sale so that they sign on for your care. And then under that, you also need to know, how am I going to take money? Am I going to take cash? Am I going to take checks? Um, am I going to only take credit cards? You know, with these fees that the credit card's charging, am I going to charge that back to the client or am I, going to, am I going to increase my prices so that it includes those fees? Those things you need to consider before you see your first client. The last thing here, you need to know who you will never work with. Where are you going to draw that firm line on who is that client you're not going to work with? Now, I also um, look at th this could be an, a consumer that I don't want to work with, or it could be a partner that I don't want to partner with because they're not collaborative, or it could actually be an employee or a work associate. But you need to know, you know what behaviors will you not allow in your business? And you need to define that and write down who you're who you're willing to work with and draw out that person who you're not willing to work with. Because I can guarantee you in the beginning, your thought process is going to be anybody that walks through my doors, I'm going to work with. And I'm telling you, you're setting yourself up for failure. You don't want to work with everybody. There are certain types of diagnoses or clients that you're not going to want to work with. Be honest with yourself and make sure you set a guideline to know who you want to work with and who you absolutely do not want to work with. And what I recommend here is that you actually sit down and you write down who your clients are that you have fun with and you enjoy working with and you really feel like you can provide an outcome with. And then on another sheet of paper, you write down that person that you do not want to work with. And, and maybe they're rude. Maybe they tell lies. Maybe they're very negative and they just drain your energy. Whoever that client is and whatever those behaviors are, draw it out, be very clear and hold to it. If you take on a client that is not your target client and they do not meet their goals, 
again, remember, they're going to tell their best friends who are going to tell 10 more people who are going to tell 10 more people. And they're going to badmouth your company. They're only going to tell their side of the story and they are not going to say, you know, I was rude to her or I was a butt or I just told lies consistently. So don't take clients that aren't going to be good fits for your company and that aren't going to be able to provide you with a testimonial to grow your business. So guys, this these are five of the most important things that you need to do as far as defining boundaries in your new business. Now, when you have established these boundaries, it helps people not to disrespect you or your new business. Now, what do you do with these people when they do cross your line? Say you've established these five boundaries, but then you have these people that consistently step over those boundaries or cross the line. This is when you need to have a playbook. We call it a playbook in our clinic. You can call it a policy and procedure manual. You can call it standard operating procedures, whatever you want it to be. But while you're writing down these boundaries and establishing them, and you're writing down who that person is you don't want to work with, it would behoove you to go ahead and write down, you know, if someone cancels, how are you going to write back to them? And just go ahead and type that out so that it will be consistent. And that's what you say to everyone. So that when you're emotional and you just had four people cancel on you, you don't take your emotions and feelings and portray that over to your customer. You've got something that is already a written copy that you believe what you're saying is good. And one example for cancellations I say is, oh my goodness, Mr. Mister So-and-so, I am so sorry that you have to cancel your appointment today. Is there any chance that I can get you in maybe earlier before your appointment or later this afternoon so that you don't forfeit that visit? And if they say no, well, we're going to miss you today, but I do look forward to seeing you next Thursday. I've got you down at 12 o'clock. Does that still work for you? Yes? Great. See you then. If you type that out and that's what you say consistently and you repeat it in your head and you go back to your playbook and you open it up and you type that out or you say that specifically, you're going to find that people are going to respect you, respect your business, and you're going to see that in your profits and the type of clients that you take on in your business. Now, this, all of these things, if you draw these out and you implement them, these will actually allow you to be professional even when you're emotional, but it also helps you to guard your energy and set a firm boundary so that you can do what you went into business to doing, which is helping a customer. And in turn, that's going to give you a business that provides you with the finances you need to continue to run it, that continue to support your family so that you can go on vacations and travel and enjoy your life and give you a good work-life balance. Now, guys, thanks so much for joining this show. I, I sincerely hope that this information is all good information for you. And what I'd like from you at this point, we have, I've had such fun with this podcast that I've also spun over and have a YouTube channel. You can go over and look for Rehab to Wellness Boss YouTube channel. But what I'd like from you today is I want to know feedback from you. I'd like for you to rate and review the show. Let me know 
what you feel about the topics that I'm covering here. And guys, I got to tell you, I'm just, I'm excited to continue to give you more information because we've had over 2,000 downloads on this podcast. And I don't even think it's been going for six months yet. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see that, but I want to make sure I'm covering topics that are important for you. So when you do a review for me, would you please write down some topics that you would be interested in learning more about? Or go over to my social pages, go to my Facebook page, Rehab to Wellness Boss, or I have an Instagram page, Rehab to Wellness Boss, and comment on those posts for me and let me know what type of topics you would like to hear on my podcast, on my YouTube channel. What way can I support you to being the best new business entrepreneur that you can be? And please don't forget to share these episodes with other entrepreneurs that are thinking about stepping away from the clinical side and stepping away from reactive care and moving more towards a well care system. So you got a friend that's moving from sick care over to well care, send them over to the YouTube channel, the podcast, or to my Facebook and Instagram social pages. I would love to be able to support them as I support you. Hope you love this episode and I am excited to see you next time on Rehab to Wellness Boss. joining us today on the Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast, where you, a rehab professional, can start, build, and grow your very own successful wellness cash practice. If you're ready to level up and become a stretch mobility coach, then head on over to our website, www.thestretchmobilitycoach.com. This website will take you through the next steps needed to practice as a stretch mobility coach. Come on over. 